And we're here live with Rants with Robbo, and we're back this week with more bigger questions. And alongside me, as always, Gus Young and Trent Jeffrey. Good morning, Jamie. Well, Trento, you've got the pen and paper, mate. You got some good questions. Take it away. Yeah, man. So obviously, uh, spoke about what we wanted to talk about this week, and I think a topic that we all agreed on was uh, how to stay on track with distractions and head noise. So I'm gonna. Hand over to Gus now. How do you stay on? Well, firstly, man, what do you consider a distraction and what do you consider head noise? Uh, What's a distraction for you? So a distraction, listen, it's a bit different for me because my uh, with my lifestyle, dude, I'm very tunnel vision. So I don't personally have any distractions. I try to keep on track as much as I can. But I know if I'm trying to relate to other people, maybe partying and going out in that scene, trying to, like, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it, but hanging out with friends and stuff like that, that's, it's very easy to sort of. It's having a social life. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, having yeah. A, for me, for me at least, because yeah, like, no, I, I don't, I don't have a social life, but, um, uh, I don't know. It, it's just, it's, re- it's really hard for people to sort of stay on track when they're caught up in that scene. And I, I, I find that it's remembering why you're doing it and, um, the reasonings behind, you know, like I, I need to do this. Yeah, look, you can still go out and have fun with your friends, and yeah. you know, enjoy life without, without sacrificing your goals and stuff. But that, I, for me, I just, I'm very tunnel vision, and I'm probably not the bright person to ask that question, to be honest. No, but that's all right, man. Um, yeah. Um. Well, do you get any head noise at all? Um. Occasion, occasionally, yeah. there are there are things that you know. Um, there are things or end times where, like, oh yeah, that sounds fun, or, or I have to go and do this. But I, I I do sort of pull myself and steer myself in the right direction. And go well, I can't do that because this will cost me that, and you know, I I, re- I really want to stay on track here, and I, I kind of just steer away from it. Say no, this is what I've got to do, and this is what I want to do, and. I kind of block it out type thing. So yeah, I think I think I'm different in that regard. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. That's a good attitude to have. Well, what about, uh, you? What about you, Trent? Um, Come on. Give us give us some thoughts yeah. on how you deal with distractions. Look, man, I think for me, I'm a bit different to you, bro. In that, um, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I sort of need distractions in some sense, so I don't get too. Carried away. With carried it. away. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get that, man. Because at the end of the day, man, like, for me, I can get really caught up in footy thinking it's, like, everything. And yeah. then when I start doing that, you don't I, forget, I forget that it's a game and that I do it because I enjoy it. And so I try to have distractions, but I think, I guess, for me, it's about making sure that those distractions are positive distractions and they're not negative ones. Like... I guess instead of going out and writing my what like self off every weekend partying, you know, this is a distraction. Yeah. But it's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I, what I yeah. mean? So yeah. for me it's sort of a bit different and I guess over to Jamie it might <laughs> yeah. be different yet again. Yeah, it is. It is again. It, 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 it like I don't know, I think distraction's a weird word because like you said, if you're gonna be positive and it can also be very negative. Um I think if I go out and party, 
it's sort of like you know another another bit of my fuel where i'm like all right i've got to work off the party you know what i mean and if but if i have doing this i'm like all right well then i'm going to train so i can have stuff to talk about so every distraction i can use in a beneficial way like it, there's no real downside to a distraction for me because if i make everything into a fuel or a positive way that's just another win <laughs> like yeah. really yeah well there's three pretty unique yeah 100%. i see distractions as a negative sort of thing i try to steer as clear as like as steer clear from them yep you yeah. see them as a you know a positive thing and you kind of need them to take your mind off things and jamie's kind of neutral with it he's you know he, he accepts it and he moves on with it so yeah, i think i think that's all right well, i think next one here, mate. this go. question i think gus is a bit better to answer <laughs> how do you stay on track without distractions so how i stay okay well i've i have plenty of strategies for that and one of the main ones i use is um like i like i did mention is remembering my goal and why i am doing what i'm doing and i think that's that's really important especially if you do something as extreme that i do um you need to remember why you're doing it and you need to want to love you, you know you need to love what you're doing and you need to want to do it you need to really want it i think there's something that is churning inside of you that makes you want to do that like not not everyone wants to get up early in the morning and you know eat six times a day because that shit gets hard and then go and bust their ass in the gym for an hour and a half and you know sleep eight and a half hours or whatever you, you have to uh this is this kind of a thought process that goes into it and it's just um you need to love the monotony of it and the uh the religiousness of the just get up and do this do that doing the same thing over the day uh every single day and i think for me when it comes to distractions and how i avoid them it's um it's really remembering why I'm doing it and my, you know, my urge to be, to do well at this, in this sport is greater than my urge to go out and party or you know, waste time eating junk food or whatever, you know, I want to be a pro and um, I'm sacrificing a lot to get there and my urge is just greater than can, all of the outside yeah. noise. Can so, it be hard, man? Like, do you have sometimes, I guess, that feeling that you're doing all this and, why can't I go out and party? Like, do you ever have that sort of why me kind of feeling? To be honest with you, no, no, because I really i i i love what I do um, more than anything in the world. Like this, this to me, this is my life. This is my lifestyle, and I would not trade it for anything. Yeah. I would not. I would just do. I love. <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's a it's weird it's hard thing to to describe for me because i love this um yeah. and i would never yeah tra like i said trade anything off for it so no i don't have them thoughts ever Fair enough, man. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's yeah. good that's awesome very insightful man i think this question for you jamie is probably mm -hmm. better suited okay. um how to climb out of deep mental pits <laughs> Well, this one, yeah, it, it's the toughest thing you can do to yourself in the world. It, it, it's so easy to get down on yourself. Like think about all the times you go home and you feel bad. You know, every day of the week you can go down and go, oh, I didn't do this this week or I failed at that or whatever. And you just start pitting really easily. And like everything, if you get stuck in a rhythm, you can just keep going down and down and down. And like everyone says rock bottom, that's like the as low as you can go. And once you hit that, it's almost like – if you hit it with the attitude of this is it, this is my life forever, then you're stuck. But if you hit it with the attitude of 
all right, let's do better next week. You sort of bounce off the bottom. So you're sort of like skimming like a rock on water. And you don't want to be just hitting the water and getting sucked right in because that way it's so much harder to come back out. So in, in reality, if you have a situation where, you know, let's say Gus misses a meal or, or he doesn't hit the amount of weight he wants to, but next week he goes and does that weight and he does like, you know, two more reps or whatever, he's skimming across the water because he may have hit the water, but he bounced off it and he's bounced back up. But if you have a situation where like, you know, you're 10 meters out from the trial line and you drop the ball and you're like, oh, I'm the worst player on the team. I'm never going to get any better. Then you've hit the water and you're stuck. So it's all about having the attitude of just let's improve the next time. Just let's, you know, and it's always having about that resilience. Yes. Color. Yeah. It's about being resilient because, because a lot of people like can hit, hit a wall and go, oh, this is it. This is it. I'm done. I'm stuck yeah. here. You know, it's about how do I get over it? Oh, so, yeah. man, have you ever been in any deep mental pits that you've had to come out of? A hundred percent. Can you talk us through it? I that? sure can. I was a uh, hundred and seventy-five kilos. Uh, I was going to yeah, I was a big guy, and I went to the gym and I went out with some buddies and I started eating KFC, and I started eating McDonald's and I got back to one eighty. I literally just lost five kilos. I put it back on, and I was like, "This is it. I'm going to be fat forever." You know all that other bullshit. And the next day, I woke up and I went for my very first run ever. Uh, I only ran about a K, and I think it was like it was the most hardest, the most grueling thing I've ever had to do in my life. But what got me to do it was going. If I run today, um, if I run today, two years down the line, I'm going to be thankful for myself. So it's like, yeah, it's. Building resilience is just about looking at yourself in the future and being thankful that you're starting today, really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah. Um, I guess, do you have sort of with that, man, mm. and with the uh, deep mental pits and that, bro, do you ever find yourself in a situation now where you can sort of see yourself almost, you can see a mental fit coming? So you can sort of is that recognize any, it, yeah, recognize yeah. it and fix it before it turns into hundred percent. Yeah, you, you, once you've been in them enough, you see them in the distance, and you and you can see like, all right, say you have some mates of yours who who eat bad food or who do whatever, and you have like you have influences or things around you that you know aren't beneficial. And you can see going in, all right, if I do this, this is what's going to happen according from that. And like if I if I start working out and I start eating fast food constantly, this is what's going to happen. Like you can see those things happen. It's like a you can see the ripple effect before the rock hits the water. And it's it's all about like, look, if I want to go to KFC and I want to order and I want to eat KFC, in my head I'm like, all right, I've got to go on a run and I've got to work out in order to do that. Like you have to have things in place. Like it's almost like you got to pre-predict the worst thing so you can, like yeah. you know, fix it before it happens. Yeah, man. I definitely agree with that one. Yeah. Now, moving on, Mr. Jeffrey, this probably relates to you more than any of us here at this table. The question is, how do you overcome mental bar- barriers with injuries and coming back from injuries? Yeah, man. Uh, I think obviously. Where a lot of people go wrong with this question is, is they think that there's only one barrier that you have to come back from, and that, that's the right. confidence barrier. For me, it was completely different. 
I think the first barrier you have to overcome is not feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. And yeah. not not saying why me. And obviously when I done, done my ACL and ruptured it, that was a big one for me because Yeah, mate, that's a that's not a that's a that's not an easy injury. thing. That's that that's pretty a, hard. Yeah, and that's a ruthless injury. Especially being, I guess, a young athlete. Um and sport being your life and then being told that you're probably not gonna be able to play sport for full twelve months. For me it was a bit longer, but twelve months for anyone is is a long time. And so sure. you really have to overcome that initial why me and feeling sorry for yourself phase. And I guess after the operation, I I sort of uh I had a bit of second wind because I like get caught up in my rehab. I'm like, oh yeah, sweet as the mm-hmm. 100% I'll do this rehab and I'll get all these exercises done and yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get back onto the field. I'll do it way earlier than I think, but yep. it just doesn't happen like that. You, you go back to the physio and they're like, yeah, you're progressing well and they give you the next set. And then it's a longer process. you get to that stage of stuff, like stuff this, why do I have to keep doing all these exercises? Like this is pointless. It's not doing anything. Yeah. And so you got to, I guess, be really strong there in knowing that it is a long journey and because the thing with an ACL injury is your knee actually feels fine after that like eight weeks it feels normal mm-hmm. but it's still not yeah so like I feel like I can run I feel like I can go and play a game of footy but I obviously can't yeah and so having that self-control and overcoming that sort of barrier of wanting to do more than what you're actually capable of at that time. And that, that can be really hard, especially when you're a high achiever. Yeah, that'd yeah, suck because sure. you'd feel the normal feeling like, oh, I can do it. Let's go. Let's go play. And then yeah. they're like, hey, no, you can't. And you're like, yeah, your mind's terrible. there, but your body's just like, dude, we're yeah. not ready yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, take a smoke break. Like, Jesus. Obviously, that, that, that one's hard. And that's you're constantly fighting with that urge throughout the whole rehab period. Right, yeah. And then when it gets back to playtime – game time it can be harder to, to adjust to actual yeah but see the thing for me which was weird was when i first got back see a lot of people it takes a while for their confidence to come back after an injury for me because i've sure. known that i took a lot longer with my rehab so yeah. i've done everything yep. and like and built my legs like right up as much as i could yeah and so i was heaps confident in knowing like i'd put on 10 kilos in the gym throughout that period mm-hmm. so i'm like really confident playing footy as i spoke to jamie about the other day the first mm. two games i played were like one was local first grade and the other one was a uh like school south coast trial which i got yeah, mvp yeah. and so i'm thinking yeah. sweet as this is easy. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah oh, yeah that's good but then you get hit on the knee again mm. and that's when it starts with confidence when you get a little tweak and yeah. you think oh shit it is something bad and your initial thought is, oh, no, it's happened again. Well, how do you overcome that barrier? How do you sort of, what's your mental strategy and your tactics are going? Well, that one's hard, man, because I think the oh, the only way that you can sort of overcome that barrier is with time. Yeah. Um. I guess a couple of strategies is just living in the moment and not preempting anything. 
not going into a game thinking, oh, I hope my knee doesn't go. Yeah, yeah. Going into a game just thinking, oh, yeah, just I had the opportunity yeah, to play the game. That's, yeah. You know what I mean? Come back to opportunity over outcome. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how it's a good mindset to have. An adaptive mindset and a very, uh, a very lethal one. It seems to be paying off for you at the moment. So, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. an amazing one. Because yeah, I, I can build off that if you like. My dad did his, he were in Kayama and he was playing an old boys game when he was about 40, I was 48, 49. And he ruptured his knee. He he did his knee like rode off his knee like he couldn't. Like, what he couldn't... did he rupture his knee? So he's like you know the muscle that's just above your knee. Are you talking about like the meniscus or something, bro? Or... I think so. Yeah, and I don't because he, he didn't. He, I just remember he had to get surgery for it and stuff, and he had yeah. to go to rehab at forty eight, and like at work and everything. And he went in the ice bin and did all that stuff and started riding his bike and everything. And I said to Dad, "Why did you come back from that injury?" And he goes, "He goes just, um, he goes just because I wanted to play with you guys. That was it. He just wanted to mess around with us. Like that was, and like, and like he went through rehab at forty-eight, and you went through it at a younger age. I can't imagine what that'd be like doing it at his age. Like, because you wouldn't be, it wouldn't be very easy doing rehab at all. Would like." From like how many trains you guys would like, how many different exercises you'd be doing a day for your physio? Yeah, hundred percent, bro. Um, I guess with injuries, man, and this will sort of take me into my next question mm-hmm. is with injuries. Yeah, it's sort of a confidence thing, and I guess the biggest thing is thinking that you're not, your body's not ready enough, or like it's not strong enough to compete at the level you want to compete at. And I guess the next question I pose to you is, is, do you ever have times where you sort of think, like, I guess, think you're not good enough or or you have that anxiety? And if so, how do you deal with that? Gus, I'll ask you first, man. um, Well, I definitely have these thoughts and these feelings. I remember being, like, two weeks out from a show just like shredded to the bone i look back now i'm like two dollars freaking peeled like you mm. know veins running everywhere like striations up and down my legs like any anyway um but i remember looking in the mirror and just be like dude i'm not ready like i'm not lean enough i'm gonna look shit up on stage and look so bad dude what am i doing but then it comes back to that thing well you know i i kind of just sort of um pull myself back on track and I don't know. I don't really understand what I did. I just kind of regathered my thought process and said to myself, man, this is going to work. Like, no, no, like this is going to work. You just need to believe in yourself. And I, I think that's something that I really struggled to do, especially during that time, you know, um, looking in the mirror and coming to terms with the fact like, Oh, I'm, I'm not as good as I want to be, but it's, it's, um, it's weird because you are as good or I was as good as I needed to be or as good as I could be. And then by my head, it just wasn't good enough for me. And I think, um, I think that ultimately is what I'm not, I'm not saying that that, that that's a bad thing either, because I think that's what ultimately led me into winning that because it, yeah. it, it took me to a place where I needed to go, you know, and go a step further where they, those guys are not going to go. So I think it's, well, I'm saying it's not it's not good to have those feelings like, oh, man, I'm not good enough. 
But I I sort of look at it as a thing like I'm grateful for that because it makes me do better. You, like, work you, harder yeah, yeah. You, you like you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you're trying, I'm trying to outwork those feelings. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's probably in your sense and your sport. Yeah. Where it's just so like it's very regimented and yeah, and it's I guess what's it's not a team sport. What is it? It's an individual. Yeah, sport. an individual. Yeah. Sport. <laughs> it's sort of easier to do with that. I kind of think like oh, without a doubt, in a, in a team sport. If you don't think you're good enough and you start looking around and you're thinking, oh, this guy's better than he's me. He's better than me. He's better than me. Why am I even here? What, like, what am I adding to See, this that, team? See, that, yeah, that could be what detrimental. Am I to this yeah, team? That, that is hard. And, like, it would be much harder. Yeah. I think, Jamie, you've spoke about uh, playing footy in previous years and, mm. and feeling as if you've just been carried. 100%. Yep. But then again, that can also lead to feelings of, well, if I want to improve or add something to this team, I'm going to go train harder. So it's it's a kind of a double-edged sword in that way, but I think most people will, won't look at it that way. But, Jamie, take it away, son. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. No, you were on a great tangent there. With, because the thing is that individual team sports, they're so different. Like Trent said, they can work both ways. If you're around a group full of 12 guys who are busting their ass and you're getting carried, and then you're like, oh, my God, why am I here? And you spiral right out of control. It's going to be so much harder to come back. But you're in the literal toughest sport on the planet. You have to be – you're in a pageant show to the stars. You have to be a literal autonomy book to show every muscle in the body. You have yeah, to have everything on point yeah. on one day. Everything has to be perfect. And that's incredibly difficult to do. As I've heard um, – Chris Bumstead, I've heard uh, like nearly about three or four, Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman, all of them talk about like they lost hair before the shows because they were so afraid. Obviously not Ronnie Coleman, but others lost yeah. hair because they were so afraid of the show. Like, oh, what if my this doesn't show up? What if this muscle isn't on? What if this, you know, I mean, it's pretty crazy to hear both of those things. But I think with the whole do I feel good enough, I test myself for that. So if I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I don't feel good enough, I don't feel good enough, I'm like, well, Let's see how good I really am. Like, if I don't feel good right now, let's see how good I really am. And I put myself to the test, and every time I work, I just work so hard that I forget about that question. Like, yeah, just outwork yeah. it. And I put myself to the absolute brink to the point where I will literally have a precursor to a heart attack, where I will literally drop to the floor. And that's like to the point where I, I'm like, all right, I'll give it everything I've got. That's how good I really am. Like, I think you know, it's. Um... It's also important to another mental strategy or tactic that you can use, and I know I certainly did, is seeing where you started and where you are now. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, through, yeah. a, through a 20-week prep, you sort of look back at photos and you're like, oh, man, look how far I've come from that. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's, um, it's something that, that spurs you on a little bit. I know it spurred me on, as well as the fact, you know, wanting to work harder, using those feelings of I'm not good enough to sort yeah. of turn them into something like, I'm, I'm going to be good enough so I don't feel this way. <laughs> but, yeah. I've um, trained and competed in both an individual sport in boxing and a team sport in rugby league. And I guess the thing with both of them is that normally you get that feeling of if you're not good enough, it's because nine times out of ten you are good enough but you're just – so self-critical on yourself yeah without it wanting to get better so you make yourself think that and i guess the best strategy to overcome that is have a bit of self-pride like give yourself some credit on what you've done Mm. and no matter i guess 
what situation you're in. If you do that and you start looking at the journey you've been on and where you started and where you are now to where you want to be, I guess to look forward, you've got to look back to know where you've come from. Mm. Yeah, that's and perfect. I feel like if you do that, that's how you overcome yeah. that bit of head noise. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, here's a question for you. Um, in order to go forward, what do you have to do in a game of rugby league? You have to pass the ball backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you have to pass the ball backwards. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. 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 That's actually good. I was like, yeah. oh, just yeah. run. <laughs> no, run no, no. Try no. No, Nico Hines talked about that. He said to go forward, you have to pass the ball backwards. So you have to look behind and see where you've come from, and then you can keep going forward. That's yeah, the only way to do it. Yeah. And like, and that's why I document all my shit. That's why I have it everywhere on social media. Sure, it helps and it's motivational. But to me, I can look back and go, "Fuck, look at him. He's a yeah. different guy to me." You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's the that's the yeah, that's the icing on the metaphorical cake, if you will. Like that's the. I, uh, yeah, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. It's pretty pretty amazing. My man was chewing some fucking ice. Um, it's pretty amazing <laughs> how we have three different, um, three different mindsets and everything, and how we all come. How we all, I like how we all join in the middle. I like how we all like come together. So that, that's, that's what I find amazing. You guys, we could have all had three opposing views and it never would have made sense but it all ties together mm. that's what makes the, that's what makes this whole thing special mm. yeah now in this i actually got a shout out i actually i want to do a personal shout out someone sent me a message and yeah I, I, I said to him can i put you in the podcast i said yes you can say my name in the podcast ethan linton buddy you he come to me he said Chair, he want, yes he wanted he wanted to lose some weight and i said to him pal you can lose three times the amount you told me you wanted to lose in half the time. If you just list, if you just dedicate yourself, you can do it no problem. So, Ethan, we're all we're all rooting for you, bro. Get after it, champion. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he spends more time in the gym than Gus these days. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who's he's still yet to train with me, but I'll lose you twelve kegs in one session, bro. I'll tell you what, oh, you're ruthless. No. No, yeah, no, that's good, man. And I think, yeah, it's important to understand that there's a lot of people out there mm. uh, on their own journeys. And, yeah, obviously, if you do need any help or any advice, you let, us know. let us know. Yeah, let us know. We're happy to help. Uh, I guess with that, that's all I have to say today. That's all you have to say today. What about you, Gus? Yeah, man, I think I've got everything. Got everything yeah. done? Yeah. You got it all done? Yeah, man. We're all done. We wrapped finished. it up. Yeah? All good. good. As always. Earn your salt. This is Rance with Robo.